Welcome to Hello Church. We're so glad that you've tuned into this very special Easter episode. I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp. And like Wade mentioned, today we're going to be talking through. Now, season two, Wade, we've been, it's all about the sermon. Yeah, we've all been about talking the sermon. All aspects of preaching and writing sermons and preparing sermons. Today is a special Easter. Easter presentation, if yes, you will, yes, <laughs> of season two about the sermon. We're going to be talking through how to craft and things to consider when working through your Easter message. And I'm excited about today. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, and we want to ask you a question. We want you to comment on YouTube or maybe hit us up on Instagram at Hello Church Pod. Here's the question: How long do you think the Easter sermon should be? Leave that, leave your answer in the comments. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. 20 minutes, 30, 40, 50, whatever it is, we'd love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, and we do have something free for you. And we think this is going to add a lot of value to this conversation today. And we produced a, a series of videos, trainings with Pastor Luke from Redemption Gateway in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, and it's a series on your best Easter ever. And it's completely free, and we are just incredibly proud uh, to partner with Pastor Luke on this series. And so you can go to hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash Easter, and that'll take you to the landing page there, and you submit your email, and we'll shoot you over those download links. Make sure you take advantage of this. This is a great Easter training. I believe it's three videos and you're going to yeah. really, really find a lot of value in in it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump on in. Easter Sunday is such an important service. It's probably the most important uh, service on a Sunday for a church. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. It's just incredibly special. As a pastor, too, you probably feel this burden or this need to write a great message because Mm -hmm. you know there are going to be a lot of people there. There are going to be new people who've never visited your church before. There's going to be unchurched people who come with relatives who attend your church. And then also there are going to be a lot of people who have visited your church over the last year or two years but haven't been there in a while. So it's going to be a a full service, a lot of new faces, and you want to make sure that you present the gospel, you tell the Easter story in a compelling way, because the story is compelling. I mean, it, it's, it's life-changing. It's, it's world-shattering. And you want an opportunity to share that story and then also invite people to be a part of your community, to come back next week, to join a small group, to give their hearts to Christ. So there's a lot happening on Easter Sunday. Yeah, and Easter is really unique in the sense that Easter is a, one of the biggest services of the year. And then you have Christmas, which is a very well-attended time of year as well for churches. I think the difference with Easter, though, is you know a good Christmas series is four to six weeks long. With Easter, it's usually... Easter Sunday. Right. right, unless you're more liturgical, then you yeah. can kind of continue the series. But but even then, people show up for Easter Sunday, yeah. right? A uh, majority of people are going to be there on Easter Sunday versus uh, the rest of your Easter series if you, if you choose to do that. Here's a few things to consider for Easter Sunday, Wade. The spike in attendance. We're gonna, you know, every church is going to see a spike, yeah. right? The spike in attendance isn't just all new people. I would say, you know, there will be new people for sure. Uh, but a lot of the people coming are just, they've been coming throughout the year. Everyone just commits 
to come, you know, to attend yeah. at the same service. It's like whenever you ask a pastor, oh, how many people sh- attend your church? They're always like, well, 500, but they're, they're not all there at once. Yeah. Like, it's only about 300 normally, but the, we have 500 people. The McDougals <laughs> and their 12 kids were out on vacation last yeah. week, and then the Smiths have been out, and you know. But everybody there, that number, yeah, that number there. is there on, on Easter Sunday. It's, it's really important. And then you also want to, give as much thought to getting people back and i alluded to this earlier too is you want people to be a part of your church community yeah you don't want them to just show up on easter sunday and leave and so you want to share the gospel but you want to also send this invitation to be a part of this community to come back to worship with us next sunday to join a small group it's it's so important and that's why it's it like i mentioned there's just so much pressure uh and there's this burden because it's like oh man i I really, I really want these individuals to come to Christ, to be a part of this church community. Yeah. So here's a few things to consider specifically about your Easter message. And the first one is, what is preached is more important than who is preaching. Mm-hmm. When you officiate a wedding, yeah. I mean, we've, we've all done the weddings and been invited to be the minister for a couple that you know kind of mm-hmm. right or you know i had some someone call the church and they didn't know me from adam but they just needed a, a, a minister to show up and so i didn't know these people and that's actually the great part right because mm-hmm. they're 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 not there no one is there to see the minister they're uh attending to be a part of the ceremony right yeah. have you ever like uh done a ceremony and been like like it goes really well and you're like really funny and people are like whoa that that's really great they they just they don't really expect to remember anything yeah, from the ceremony. Totally. Um, when you're preaching on Easter, uh, the message is the most important aspect of it. Now, I think it is good for pastors to maybe share some personal stories or details mm-hmm. about their life so new people can kind of learn more about them. But it really is. It's, it's about the Easter message. And so that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on what really matters. And the, the second point, too, is also keep in mind that, that there's going to be a lot of distractions. Yeah, uh, people are coming and they they got up early to get dressed up. Sunday best, Easter best, with the hats, and <laughs> with everything. Wearing they, my white shoes finally. They've taken time to check their children in for the first time. That they had to fill out all those forms because they've never been there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, here's what I've family noticed pictures. too. Family pictures. I've noticed too that people uh, will oftentimes bring are more more likely to bring their children and babies into the service than yeah. normal, yeah. which is really great. But if if that stuff throws you off, you just got to keep in mind they're going to be distractions. So what does that mean? That means you got to put a lot of work into your message before that weekend. You need to make sure you've internalized the message. Mm-hmm. You need you need to make sure that you've worked uh, hard to think through what you're going to say to preach to the bible so that when those distractions come which they do it's life it's cool it it also reveals the vibrancy of your church you'll be ready uh you'll be prepared yeah another thing is to keep your message simple and short and we did ask earlier how long do you think that did we just did we just ask them and then now we're telling them the answer well (laughs) well, here, here and here's why so if you search google Easter sermon tips, that's the search term. You'll get a just a buffet, right, of articles written from very smart people from all over. And a lot of, we see a lot of great input, but two of the common themes we see of the common tips throughout the majority of these articles are keep your message simple 
keep it short. Mm-hmm. Keep it sweet, right? Because like you, you mentioned earlier, there's just lots of distractions, a lot happening. Be precise. You'd rather have a really solid 20-minute message than a mediocre 35-minute message. Yeah, it, 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 it's so important. And to be clear on what you want to say, to talk about the resurrection. And then here's what, mm-hmm. what a lot of people forget is the application of that. Okay, what does that mean for us today? If you can be really clear, uh, and I think that's what makes Easter, uh, it's hard sometimes, but it actually makes it easier sometimes because we all know what we're talking about. Like, we're not talking about family or finances or this, that. Like, we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus. If you can just focus in on that, it, it's really going to it's gonna reap uh, dividends. I would also encourage you, uh, this is our next point, is to use stories of life transformation. So... I mentioned the application of Easter. So what what does Easter mean for us today? Walk through how the story of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection has transformed the lives of the people around you or has transformed your life. Say, hey, like this is what it's all about. This is is why we celebrate Easter, because of God's work in the world. Yeah. and I know that like having baptisms as a part of your Easter service isn't directly related to preaching your sermon, but it actually goes well with mm-hmm. the sermon from death to life. Mm-hmm. It's a real life in the flesh illustration of what you're about to speak or what you just preached about. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something to consider. Another thing to consider is really about the following week, yeah. right? the follow-up to Easter. Everyone is going to have a natural bump. For Easter, you're just naturally going to see that bump in attendance, naturally going to see that bump in energy, and and you know the lobby level will be a little louder Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. just all the talking, all the you know new families, extra or families that hadn't been in a month, and so you want to really work really hard to think through how can we get everyone to come back next week, make make. A part of your Easter metric, not just, hey, we had 324 people this mm-hmm. Easter Sunday. This is our biggest Easter Sunday ever. Make a metric for the following Sunday. The Sunday after Easter, let that be an important metric for you mm-hmm. as you consider. And one of the things you could do as it relates to your message is you could say after you close out the service or at the end of your message, you could say, hey, next week I'm starting a series. And it could be it could be a series really on anything, but I think I would encourage you to do a series that you feel like is going to take those people that are, are new in Christ next steps. Like you know, let's say they chose to accept Christ, uh, what do we do now? Or you could say, hey, we had a, the most people ever this Easter Sunday. Let's invite those people back and let's do a more topical series because we know we're going to have a lot of people in the building. Maybe it's yeah. on relationships. Maybe it's on marriage. Uh, Maybe it's on grief, whatever the case may be. Do something that you feel like is going to resonate with everybody. And at the end of your Easter message, sort of give a promo, cut a promo, right, for that series or that message. And don't give away all of the the points. Just try to build tension. Try to build curiosity. Try to ask questions. Hey, uh, let's say you're going to do a series on forgiveness, for example. I'm not saying you should after Easter, but you could say at the end of your message, hey, have you ever had somebody hurt you have you ever had somebody turn on you they stabbed you in the back unexpectedly maybe they wronged you they they spread gossip that was so hurtful Mm. and lied about you 
Have you ever had that, you know, experienced that? Next week, I'm going to be talking to, to, to anyone that has experienced those things. I've experienced some of those things in my life. I'm going to be sharing how we can work through forgiving those people, even when that's the last thing that we would ever want to do. And we're starting a new series next week, and so I'd encourage you to be there. So cut a, you don't want to like say, hey, we're starting this new series called uh, Karate Chop. Karate next chop week. next week. <laughs> Cut the video, boys. Cue the video. You yeah. know, and it's just like karate chop graphics. Like that doesn't build curiosity or attention for anyone. Yeah. It makes us feel good. Like oh, that's fancy. We you know we we create some fancy artwork, but that doesn't really connect. Uh, so uh, try to again, and I'm belaboring the point here. Try to make part of your Easter metrics. One of the metric needs to be how many people come the next week. Yeah, and a good rule of thumb is. Uh, to spend about fifty percent of your time on Easter Sunday, fifty percent of your time in the in the whole planning process for what happens next, and one of those uh, one of those points you need to put in there is a follow up system. How are you going to follow up? There are a lot of different ideas, whether it's mail out or phone call or text message or email, whatever it is. Just have a system in place to where. When you get all that contact information, people aren't like, oh, what do we do and who's going to do that? You say, okay, we already have the individuals in place. We already know what we're going to do. We're going to give them a gift or we're going to give them a call or whatever. We're going to make it happen and here are the people that are going to do it. So spend 50% on Easter Sunday, 50% on what comes afterwards. And if you focus on that, I think it's really going to pay huge dividends and, and help people to be included and um, help people to come back to your community, your church community. And I'll say this, and this is our final point here, but the week after Easter should be clean and organized, right? Just like Easter Sunday was. And that's really a challenge to, to, to us as communicators, right? We say, hey, how long should the Easter sermon be? But what we're really saying is how long should the sermon be, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to preach a 20-minute sermon on Easter yeah. and they come back the next week and you're 45 minutes that they're just like whoa 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 like what happened yeah Yeah. um so you try to be consistent with your sermons with the the worship set with the service overall with the whole experience for for new people especially because that's going to make a big difference in whether they come back the following months uh, or or you know weeks so we hope that these tips have been helpful make sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or youtube if you haven't done so already and comment uh, on youtube or maybe send us a message through instagram hello church pod or on twitter hashtag hello church pod and let us know what you do to prepare for easter or the weeks coming after easter and we do have that free easter series yes it's your best easter ever uh, with Pastor Luke, it's going to be at hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash Easter. Or if you're lazy like me, you can just click it in the show notes. Yeah. And it'll take you straight to it. <laughs> there but, it uh, is. We appreciate everybody joining us for Hello Church. We'll see you next time. See you.